This is RangerCast, episode 17, Toys and Tokusatsu News, recorded on Monday, June 12, 2023. In this episode, our first look at a Cosmic Fury toy, a reissue of two classics, and Simon Bennett confirms his departure. This is RangerCast. As always, I'm Tyler, better known as Rito Volto, and I am joined by... Crimson Sooners, a.k.a. Rosgrease. What's up, everypony? I mean, what's... Boomer Sooner, I mean... Rito, what day is it? I feel like everything in the summer has been going so fast. It's Monday. Oh, don't say that. (laughs) So that four more days this... (laughs) <laughs> dang it <laughs> how have you been Rito have you been good I've I've been great um, but as always uh, everyone can find us online at rangercast.net and rate us a review on Apple Podcasts um, so we got kind of a short kind of uh, all news show it's been a few weeks since we did an episode but we're not really ready to do a full episode you know gang's on all together yada 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 but as you know this news piles up we're going to talk about it or else we'll be here for another five-hour recording session. Those are the best worst. <laughs> now, before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit about the Humble Sleep Mask. There are all these kinds of, you know, gadgets and podcasts and what have you uh, to help people get to sleep. You see more comic, you know, anxiety during the pandemic and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, Mantis Sleep, you know, whereas other sleep masks kind of press in the eyes, so you wake up kind of blurry-eyed in the morning, Mantis Sleep has these cups that raise the mask above your eyes. Uh, you may think it looks weird or something, but it actually is super effective. I've got one myself. Uh, I got the pressure mask. I'm like, I'm like the weighted blanket type myself. Uh, but, you know, there are all these other kinds of, like, hot iPads, cold iPads. Uh, but if you go to our show notes, there is a link uh and if you use our link you can get 10 percent off your first order so uh yeah go check that out in our show notes and another uh, bit of housekeeping uh, we are and still are partnered with the power Rangers subreddit and we're both moderators of the power Rangers subreddit and the reason why we have so much time in our hands to record tonight is because that subreddit along with Many others are actually shut down, blacked out in protest of changes Reddit is making to effectively kill off third-party apps. And we as moderators, we as in moderators across Reddit, uh, have several major demands, uh, including that Reddit allow these third-party apps to run their own ads. The problem is Reddit wants to charge for-profit um, entities making API calls, uh, like 24 cents per 1,000 API calls, which sounds like a lot of API calls, but it's really not. But allowing these third-party apps to run their own ads is would really allow these apps like Reddit is Fun uh, and Apollo, which both announced their, that they would get shut down if this goes through. They've already thrown in the towel. Allowing them to run their own ads would be huge. And they got to bring the, the API pricing down to the point where ads and su- subscriptions could reasonably cover those costs. And the other thing is accessibility, because the official Reddit app is not that accessible uh, for uh, users with vision loss, users who are blind. And uh, you know, they, Reddit says they've offered exemptions for non-commercial and accessibility apps, but they've not stated how those exceptions are applied. And they also want, we as, actually as mods, also want parity access to not safe for work content. Now, this isn't an issue on Power Rangers subreddit because, you know, we don't allow that stuff on our subreddit. But there have been attempts by devs to talk about the uh, removal of NSFW content and how third-party apps are willing to hook into whatever guardrails are needed to verify users' age and identity. Reddit, you know, is clearly not afraid of having spicy stuff on their platform given they just added upload support for that stuff to the desktop site, third-party apps want an opportunity to keep that access. Uh, anything you want to add, Josh? 
I thought we were recording, uh, Rito, because apparently, like, in the mod mail, we don't do our jobs as moderators. I thought that's why we were doing it. No. Um, fully support the blackout at the moment. Um, for a moment, as you were describing everything, I was like, are we talking about Reddit, or are we talking about Twitter, or are we talking about Niantic? Because they're all, like, doing the exact same thing right now, is they're, they're trying to get short-term profits. Mm-hmm by losing the communities and if they basically if they give into the demands that they do not want to give into they admit their own shortcomings as a developer or the owners or anything um who knows what's going to happen with this let's hope like good stuff comes from it i know the reddit ceo had a i don't even know if you want to call it an ama it was more of like a PSA of this is going to happen. And he was caught in a very blatant lie that Apollo threatened him, he said. And Apollo uh, responded to him and said, we have the receipts. We did not. And it showed, yeah, they did not. So there's some weird stuff going on right now. Um, I don't think the blackout's going to be the end of it. For the next couple of days, I think it's got to hit their profit margins before they finally have to reconsider. But who know what? Who knows what's going to happen? For us specifically, we're still playing it by ear. I know as we're recording this, we still have two more days, I think, of the blackout before we um, approach this topic again. Um, before we see else what happens, um, I think we're going to see to what the biggest subreddits are doing, such as music, videos, funny, politics, what they're doing, um, and go from there, um, from it. I will say, at least before the crazy hit, Rito, at least we had once and always and the mega thread happened before and then, because that would have been really, really sad if uh, that would have happened during this, been like, man, this stinks. <laughs> yeah, we still would have had a ranger board but i think you know reddit you, you brought up twitter i think they're both companies that need money now for different reasons uh twitter because elon made a huge mistake and needs a lot of money to pay those bills to pay the, the loans i should say and twitter is on its way to becoming a public company uh their ipo is coming up and they need to raise revenue and this is how yep. they're going to do it but, you know, if they're trying to squeeze essentially power users, uh, you know, good luck with that. But and, I, and the power hmm? – Something to add to with it, and that's – and I know we don't want to focus on this specifically also. Yeah, we're going to move it. on. Correct. But I do want to mention you brought up a very good point, and the CEO was called out for it of, you know – you're doing this solely to get profit. And he said that, like outright admitted that, yes – I am doing this for profit. What are y'all going to do? And that definitely rubbed people absolutely the wrong way for it. Um, mm-hmm. If Here's the thing. If the Power Ranger subreddit did happen to shut down or um, disassociate from Red or anything, we at least have other sources. But it is a big loss since we are in the top, I think, 10%, maybe even top 5% of communities. We have like 65,000 members. And as you saw in the mod mail, we have people trying to get in during the blackout. So it's not like we're an unknown, but man, with it, it, would, be a, it would be a loss um, for it just because of what, who all we bring together and everything and being able to cross post with other communities and stuff. But it's a yeah, major thing right now. It's still developing. Yeah. Um... And, you know, over on the Power Rangers sub, we have one mod who says they're going to retire from Reddit. That's the case on a, another subreddit I moderate, uh, where the most active mod by far in the community says he's going to just dip if he can't use Reddit as fun. Uh, but yeah. moving on to, you know, this is revolutionary Power Rangers news. We got a little bit of that uh, to get you through your week. A dedicated Power Rangers channel on the Roku channel uh, has the first 40 episodes up through Doomsday on uh, their website. Uh, nobody really, in you know, the Roku channel are kind of, you know, not really, you know, super duper well known as a thing that exists compared to other services. Um, I think they're best known as a video on demand service for running the uh, excellent uh, Weird Al movie uh, from last year. 
but they announced a slew of new channels that offer access to Transformers, Power Rangers, uh, telenovelas, Motor Trend, and they're uh, planning to offer live local news from over 350 stations, according to a press release from the company. These include, I should say, uh, ABC affiliates in San Francisco, LA, Philly, yada, yada, yada. But you just care about Power Rangers, so they're adding Power Rangers. One thing to add for that that I've always found amusing, um, they kind of picked, as much as I love season two and season three, they really did kind of pick the best episodes because what? It was supposed to end around Doomsday, and then, oh yeah, we, we're going to get like 26 more episodes for uh, Monster of the Week before we move on to season two. But they really did pick like the really good stuff that doesn't seem to feel slow or stagnate no, it wasn't a matter of picking it was just like here's the first 40 episodes of mighty morphin power rangers oh i was under the impression that they got to pick well regardless i like the first 40 episodes <laughs> and uh renegade con was uh last weekend last weekend right yeah it was uh yeah. saturday yeah uh and there was some power rangers stuff announced uh, we're getting you know, the Heroes of the Grid SPD Ranger Pack is up for pre-order. Uh, there's a new role-playing game adventure, A Time of Night, up for pre-order. That is about um, stopping the Black Knight from uh, the uh, Time for our Spatalizer episode uh, from stealing the future. Yeah. And yeah, and uh, he faced five new threats. It's uh, for. Four to six fifth level Power Rangers, and it accompanies the Power Rangers role playing game, uh, Jump Through Time. And the other stuff announced includes a new set of hero miniatures for the role playing game, uh, the Phantom Gambit Adventure, and the Merciless Minions Pack 2. And what else did they talk about, Josh? You were more uh, listening in on, on the, the uh, Renegade Con stuff. Yeah, um, the big kind of the big takeaways from it. Uh, you mentioned pretty much everything. The highlights is SPD is now obviously in the game. All we're lacking, I think, at this point is Omega Ranger, um, Cat Ranger, and then I don't. We have we don't need a squad or anything like that. Um, and therefore, since they would be villains, but for playable characters. And then if you added Grumman, you would actually have kind of the core. Uh, set at this point for SPD, which shouldn't be a surprise because the deck builder just had um, SPD come out. Um, in addition, um, we're also same thing. We're getting the minions, which really just helps mix it up. What I'm super excited for is a jump through time, which is going to give us time force and I think hyperforce um, in the source book. Don't quote me on hyperforce, but I'm pretty sure it's time force that they mentioned before. And of course, um, something they haven't, me they mentioned it, it's been up for pre-order, but it's getting close to the date where they're going to start showcasing a lot of the new stuff. Um, it's Finster's monster book and being able to create on your own monsters as well as use monsters from the show. But the big thing take away from that one and i finally get to combine my fandoms together rito um they will be introduce introducing rita and zed in the book in addition to what they've said as well as i think um magic meaning the magic and uh uh that they use in the my little pony adventures is going to be the same magic that they're going to use in the source book um for it so we we are all looking forward to it um, because Rita and Zed's they they've been very highly requested since the core book since they were surprisingly not in the core book um, criticisms aside for it, but they've always said they wanted to make sure they were released with the proper mechanics so that should be coming um, the only other one that they didn't showcase it was earlier but they've been showing it on social media is the Shattered Grid um, deck builder. Um, I think that's going to be coming out here in a couple months as well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the artwork and stuff is similar to Shattered Grid's Hero of the Grid um, expansion, but I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, we're going to be getting, um, I think it's Hyperforce. I could be wrong on that, but we're getting a lot of character cards from it. We're getting Draken as a, um, a villain in there. Um, 
yeah, we're just looking forward to it. The only things we're all still kind of wondering, when are y'all going to release the Phantom Ranger um, hero card and Master Vile's villain card from Gen Con last year? With Gen Con coming up, we're like, this was told this was going to be released to everybody. They're just two cards. What's the deal? Or are they going to be included in other sets at this point? So we'll just wait and see. I'm super excited, but man, they are squeezing me for every penny. <laughs> I love Heroes of the Grid. I love the RPGs, but man, I just it's don't have expensive. anybody to play that stuff with. Huh? It's way too much. It's a lot of money, and I don't have anybody to play it with. Here's the flip side. I have my own RPG group. We're only on episode four. We're still on our Christmas special just because of meeting stuff. So I use the books and I demo and run games at conventions, but it's so much. It's like, you almost have to ask the convention, what do you want me to bring? Or is there a sign-up sheet? So I don't bring every single thing, even though it is a awesome spectacle for everyone to go, Ooh, (laughs) what's this? Like I could bring it, you know, to MAGFest and drop it in the, uh, like, you know, like sit down in the big tabletop room, just kind of wait for somebody to show up. But uh, you know, there's no guarantee, and it's so big that people are probably gonna, you know, play magic or whatever else. Um, you be you be hmm? surprised. Um, at the cons, I'm always sold out. Everybody loves the Power Ranger game, but it's mm. the issue is it takes three hours to do. So once they're oh, committed, well, okay. committed. Never mind, then. <laughs> Yeah, they're committed to it, and they enjoy it, but then it's also, too, well, everybody wants to play the Green Ranger. Well, not everybody gets to play the Green Ranger. <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's that's kind of the, the wrap-up from that. There, there's a lot of good stuff coming. And I can't, and this is just summer. They've already said we're probably going to get stuff in the fall and stuff, so prepare your wallets. Yeah, and more from the capitalism beat, uh, we're getting a look in uh, press photos of the cosmic morpher and um you know how people those earlier designs you know looking at the wrist and thinking that there was a place for you know the equivalent of a kutama uh that's just you know ugly gray orb uh it doesn't do anything uh it's well it doesn't do anything compared to you know q ranger you at least on the toy but you imagine that if there were, you know, a swappy gimmick, you know, they wouldn't omit that on the toy, right? Uh, but according to the description, the Cosmic Fury in the center of the Morpher, if you tap it, it cycles through Ranger colors, you choose your favorite, you hear their voice, you press the action buttons in the front of the Morpher to activate fighting sounds and flashes. Um, but what is, it, what is interesting is that the toy will, quote-unquote, listen to Power Rangers episodes as they play on your TV or whatever and react to what it hears. So that's kind of cool. But on the other hand, looking at the toy and the art we have of it, and then you know going to Simon Bennett's Instagram and seeing you know, a photo of the prop, um, the toy is not really super close. It's cheap. Like I have no shame saying it. It looks cheap. Yeah, I mean, let's let's go and go and say it. Uh, but I I find interesting also if you look at the box, the uh, what the kid has playing the TV screen is Dino Fury. <laughs> yeah, I laughed at that. You you saw that too. <laughs> I am actually just noticing it live. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know. I it's keeping up with that lightning collection quality. Uh, control. Um, it looks cheap. Don't get me wrong. This just gives prop makers and people in the fandom opportunity to like paint it and do what they want with it. It just the toy looks cheap. The morpher itself looks clunky. I expected a little bit more. I'll put it that way. I don't want to be come across as a negative Nancy. I don't yeah. want to. I mean, ultimately, it's for kids. Yeah. Like, I, I I don't understand the direction they want to go with it, especially when you realize, too, you don't get, like, in the show, it's going to be, like, the full cuff and everything like that as well. Yeah, It looks Which, cheap. Right, yeah. Like, you know, in the show, you know, you have that, that kind of gauntlet going on. 
with a lightning bolt yeah. and you think that, that would be catnip that would be so easy to sell but it would also be bigger and probably more expensive and maybe invite some safety concerns so yeah but it's like the the way that just the the morpher that's being sold looks uh you know as a fan i expect better but i also understand that hasbro isn't marketing to people my age that's true but you do have to you also have to look at it to like the um not the lightning collection zap one but the other one where you could buy the zords individually there's also a point where parents aren't going to invest in it because it looks cheap um, it's not worth their money. They're going to go purchase something else for it. I do think there is a, I'm not going to say there's a fine line, but to me, the fine line, is, I, I know I just said that, but you got to have 1993 quality. This doesn't even reach 1993. To me, that's, or at least it's like, you know what reminds me of a whole lot, at least in our day and age now, because of safety standards and all that, at least have party city standards, like where they had the, uh, the Dino Sabers, and they looked good. They were just foam, but they looked great. You got to have that type of standard um, mm -hmm. for it. And I don't even think this reaches that. And that's sad yeah. if we're yeah. saying it does not reach Party City uh, standards. Well, Party City, you know, won't be able to meet Party City standards soon. Uh, but that's, an, that's a whole other story probably for a, a, a different podcast. Now, it <laughs> only does meet standards. Uh, a few years ago, around the time before... Bandai exited stage right. Um, uh, Bandai Japan, and also America was kind of important them, sort of, uh, was putting out uh, Megazords on the Soul of Chogokin line. And then they just kind of, you know, stopped doing it. But according to Toku Nation, those toys are coming out for a reissue. Uh, orders open up June 8th with the release tentatively scheduled for a November... 2023 release and these are priced uh the set i should say of two is priced at 49,500 yen under today's exchange rate that is about 354 dollars now these are available through a site called tamashi web uh they do sell uh move no they don't actually seem to figure this out live they don't appear to sell to the U.S. Uh, and seeing this is, looks like an official channel that uh, isn't super surprising at all. Uh, so you're going to have to go through some unofficial channels if you want this. Because Hasbro probably won't be importing it. Because it's a direct competitor to Zap? I mean, yes, that and... Like Bandai Japan... Like, Excuse me, um, Bluefin. Uh, they would put out uh, figure arts uh, with American packaging, with Power Rangers theme packaging or otherwise English language. Like they put out uh, Ninja Storm uh, figure arts uh, with um, with their own packaging and all that. And that went on for a couple years. Like I got a Shinken Red figure arts that said Shinken Red on box at Toys R Us. Um, and that was a good. Gotcha. Couple. But that's not going to happen with Hasbro. Just yeah, not, not I mean, with Hasbro. It's not there. They're very protective of their brand. Well, they're not going to let anybody else sell these toys through official channels either. Um, Correct, and it's and I mean to be fair though, I mean it depends on what you're wanting to pay for. I would still say Soul and. Um, legacy are still the best ones made because despite the reissue let's let's be honest with it soul is great but they are very fragile especially dragon sword that was something yeah. that was well, universally like, criticized I've, on i bought the megazord and dragon sword like three four five times now i think i'm good yeah like soul is kind of i i agree it is the definitive one but man, I would say if you you don't have soul, I'd be going for legacy if you could find those for it because those are just as good for for the quality you're paying for it and that the action figure ish feel versus more of the statue feel. Yeah, that dragon yeah. sword that um um one absolutely. 
Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Ben and Amco, they're, they're all right. They got the uh, North American Master Toy License to Ultraman in North America. And that's uh, big. Yeah, that is big. It's getting bigger. So that'll include action figures, play sets, role play items, and plush items. It also includes the upcoming Ultraman Netflix movie that's going to hit next year. That's according, again, to Token Nation, citing Toy Book. And, uh, I don't know. Discotech opened Common Rider Black RX pre orders. That comes out in late August. You can get it via Right Stuff or Amazon. We're going to have a link in the show notes. And, did, uh, hmm? Did what didn't they too? They had to open it again because it did sell out in the first pre order. Like, there's another wave, or am I mistaken? Uh, I think pre order is just opening up now. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it comes out end of August. They've also got, um, you know, one of their quarterly Twitch streams coming up, and they may have more Tokusatsu to announce then. Uh, you know, I have no idea what that next one might be, you know, given what is and isn't um, available to them. But we'll, we'll see what we'll see what they do. Maybe it'll be more common rider. We don't really know quite yet. I mean, usually, you know, whatever's airing on um, on Tokushatsu, except for the original series, uh, is probably good to look to for a guess. Uh, also, in other merchandise news. This from io9 to celebrate uh, Shin Kamen Rider. Um, it's actually really good. Um, there's the uh, Shin Japan Heroes Project, a merch collab. This is from io9 that matches up Evangelion, Ultraman, Godzilla, and Kamen Rider. Uh, and Bandai's created a new short film that sees Evangelion's Unit 1 alongside uh, Shin Kamen Rider, Ichigo, Godzilla, Shin Ultraman from uh, the, you know, the Shin films working together as a team where three quarters of the team are already giant robot size. It's a fun little short and uh, it, like the three basically turn into a mech and it's silly, but it's silly as something like this would have to be. And this uh, Shin Robo was created to promote a toy being sold in Japan through premium Bandai, as well as through the dedicated brand stores for Evangelion, Godzilla and Tsuburaya. It features small transforming replicas of each component part of the mecha, from Kamen Rider and his bike, all the way up to, you know, Ultraman. Uh, every figure is displayable on its own, but if you combine to this 10-inch tall Shin Robo, it comes with a giant sword man of Godzilla's dorsal, dorsal fins, and Ultraman's ray attack, as well as a AT field shield. And pre-orders start uh, at 23,100 yen, which is around... 170 bucks. Um, I'm not made of that kind of money, uh, but it sure looks great. And uh, go, I forgot to go into detail about Shin Kamen Rider. I did see it in theaters a couple weeks ago. It was more of a straightforward Kamen Rider film than um, like Shin Ultraman was an Ultraman film. It wasn't like it wasn't, you know, super meta. It was just, you know, a straight up like retelling of the beats of the original show, especially those early episodes, uh, as told by a super fan like like Anno. Yeah. Did you see it? No, I did not. <laughs> I mean, there was there was a lot of anticipation. Um, enough that uh, Fathom Events added a second screening a few days later. Uh, it seemed like some people ha some people had really rowdy screening rooms. All I got was a troll in the. The back of the audience uh, shouting, I, I wonder if the Green Ranger's in this, like when the, the lights went down. <laughs> I, I, I booed <laughs> him. <laughs> At least he didn't do it during the actual film, but that's pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> the, the crowd wasn't as raucous as they were during Shin Ultraman, but it was the movie was a lot of fun. And uh, I look forward to seeing if there's any announcements about a uh, home media release for it. Also in Common Rider news, according to Tokusatsu Network, uh, Toy has trademarked the name Common Rider Gachard. Uh, they filed the trademark on May 23rd with the Japanese Patent Office. That's really all we know. You know, this is annual tradition. 
and get get to uh, spitball out what it is uh, for a few months. And they and they could, in theory, always be trademark, and then whatever it is, they could change it as well with it. It could all yeah. be subtitle, for all we know. Yeah, and uh, Tsuburaya, going back to Ultraman, announced that uh, Tsuburaya Convention 2023 will host Ultraman Music Live, Ultraman Spirits 2023, in collaboration with the Anisong Live event, Anime Japan Fest. Uh, it Perfect will in- make. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually went to an Anime Japan Fest when I was in Japan, and uh, I didn't know... Because I didn't really, sp- I didn't, I didn't speak that much Japanese. I don't speak that much Japanese, but the host uh, of that event regularly hosts these things as like an old school Tokusatsu guy. Uh, but I've learned that since, and when I learned that he was at uh, Momocon in Atlanta a couple weeks ago, I got a huge case of FOMO because I could have been there and could have interviewed him. Uh, you know, I would have like geeked out hardcore. He like hosting panels, kind of very like academic because he like. His name's Shakura Ono. It's a stage name. It's a stage name given to him by no less than Shotaro Ishinomori. Huh. Yeah. See, now I learned something yeah, today. <laughs> he, goes, he goes way, way back. Uh, so Ultraman Spirits 2023 will include uh, Hironobu Kageyama, who, uh, I'm on the th- <laughs> relevant to this, saying the theme to Ultraman Decker, uh, Tsuyoshi Matsubara from Ultraman M- Mabius, as well as the uh, cast of Ultraman X, excuse me, Voyager, I should say, uh, who uh, did the theme song for uh, Ultraman X and will be joined by uh, Takaru, Takeru Yamagishi Chiaki Matsuro from that show. Uh, also, Masaki Endo, who will be singing the theme of Ultraman Z. Uh, and it's just pretty star-studded event as these things go. And uh, the Spider-Man game, Spider-Man 2, will have a Tokusatsu suit, but not that one, because that one costs them money. Uh, have you suit... noticed that throughout this entire one, not to interrupt you, it's <laughs> money is the theme of this one. Man, Reddit doing this for the money. Man, Solo Chokujin is going to cost a lot of money. Not intentional. <laughs> not intentional. Just there are a lot, like, you know... <laughs> Money, money cannot buy you happiness, but man, money can get you access and buy you the stuff that you want. Anyway, I had to—I I just had that epiphany, and I had to throw that in. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> we can—we can start Reddit too. The switch for more money. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I was going for a Spaceballs reference. That's why I pronounced it like that. Oh, I dropped it then. That's my bad. My bad. <laughs> Uh, but the suit looks actually kind of common ridery, but it's it's really cool. But I think to actually use that suit, they got to go to toy. Uh, but uh, which requires money. <laughs> yeah, money, but also like their uh, uh, you know their agreement. But a few of the suits seem to you know look very Tokusatsu ish. So I'm down with it. Did. Um, since mm-hmm. you mentioned that one as well, is, I know it's not in our show notes, uh, Rito, but is it fair to also mention too, oh yeah, Disney's doing that too. <laughs> with like their Kingdom Hearts like Morpher. Oh god, yeah, yeah. It, it looks like it, yeah. Is it a Kingdom Hearts thing specifically or is it a Disneyland, Tokyo Disney thing? Or I don't know what, what's the deal with that? That's a good question. I do not know off the top of my head. Um, it's something to research. I'm like, it's cool. I can't. Yeah. Okay. Deny so they're, make, it they're making cool. it. They're making it in partnership with Bandai, and I've seen all these jokes about you know uh, Mickey joining the Desire Grand Prix, which is a really I, good joke. It really is, but it is neat. I do. It was one of those, man, you know, we we had it with Gokaiger, but man, that would have been really cool to have it as a belt thing, too. It, it is a I'm premium Bandai uh, item, and I'm seeing where people getting the Kingdom Hearts uh, jokes because, uh, like, there's a key attached that has, like, you know, Mickey Mickey ears on, on the end of it. Okay, okay, that's fair. 
I wouldn't be surprised if they even got the inspiration of a little bit of that, considering how much they have allowed the Kingdom Hearts stuff. So who knows? Um, but it is cool when you brought up the Spider-Man. I think that was worth mentioning too. Of I mean, they did a good job on it. It looks cool, and it's going to be expensive too. Mm, okay, now time for a hard pivot. In the months since Jason David Frank's death, his uh, socials uh, have remained active. Talking the uh, memento ring that we talked about, expressed our concerns about uh, a few months ago. Apparently, whoever is running this account seems to be, at the very least, aware of concerns about the optics of some of these things. And in a post commented on, apparently endorsed by the survivors, including his wife and his daughter, Jenna, uh, they posted, it might be bad in the sun running this, I really don't know. The legacy of Jason David Frank is one that continues to live on his past work and dreams. The following list were projects Jason was working on before his passing. Legends of the White Dragon film, JDF Memento Ring, gaming skins, NFTs, energy drink, documentary series, and JasonDavidFrank.com. These projects will be carried out in his memory and honor. Thank you for the continued love and support, and it's signed by the Frank family as well as Bad in the Sun and his uh, colleague Tony Diaz. I'm I'm starting to get mixed on it because it the tribute ring, sure, I can absolutely believe that that was in the works. There's too many. There's too much final designs. For it to say, no, this yeah. was something recent. I believe the documentary. That totally makes sense. That falls right in line with what JDF did before. With like his morphin life. As well as like just the Power Rangers in general. I can believe that. I'm having a, a hard time believing though he would sign on for NFTs. or was, and As well as like all the dang merch for legend of the white dragon unless he is really sold like or convinced himself that it is going to be a blockbuster hit i i have concerns yeah i mean it's concerning that several of these these things there were not a peep about until he died until after he died like, he didn't talk about NFTs or any of that other stuff while he was alive. My... On the other hand, on the other hand, going to conventions, he brought back a bunch of money. And he's not doing that anymore. I mean, Jenna Frank is, but she was never on Power Rangers. Uh, and... Like I, yeah, I I have the same feeling you do that. Maybe these ideas were discussed, and right. there was just no movement on them either way. And the family is now choosing to do that. Like define working on, you know. I I feel like they went into a boardroom one day and discussed ideas of things because all that stuff you've listed is things that are popular. Um, and very much in the moment. I feel like that's what it was, and there was no movement on it after that until as of late um, for it. Because why would? Because it, I'm not going to say JDF was at all stupid in investment. Like and I, he, he wasn't. His yeah, he wasn't there to scam people. Correct. Why would he be investing in NFTs when crypto is like getting spirit Halloweened at this point? Like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I just have a hard time believing it. Yeah, and I think you see it's difficult because it's not our job to tell his family what is and isn't tasteful. Yep. But on the other hand, if they are using his fans, 
to if they're if they're using like invoking his memory to sell NFTs then I think it's fair for us to speak out against that. Like we can't say with authority what he wanted or what he would have wanted. Correct. But it's 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 open to criticism if it's something that the community thinks is going to be disrespectful. And it may not be, and the community may buy it. But it, if, if I it's do disrespectful, think who is the arbiter of that? That's what I'm that's what I'm trying to figure out. Mine I think for me, I have less let's use NFT. I hate NFTs. This is not a secret for anybody who knows me personally. I have less about them pushing it than I do with Bat in the Sun trying to claim like they're the end all be all. I feel more concerned about that at this point versus um, the family because I feel like they're making the business decisions for it that's questionable um, for it. Mm. But that's me. It's just very thorny and I mean. I mean, I guess it, 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 you know, they really must need the money. Um, there's a report out the, over the last week that uh, I'm not sure how reliable it is because uh, California court records cost money just to search. You believe that? Uh, but there's a report from Radar Online saying that the landlord for Rising Sun Karate Academy's uh, LA area location is suing his estate because the rent on that location has not been paid since his death. Now, Rising Sun's website doesn't indicate, you know, that there's anything going on with that location in terms of, you know, being closed or anything like that. But, um... Uh, My assumption yeah. is maybe they were unaware of it. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, it's, you know, chaotic when something like this happens. But they've been a tenant there, uh since not around 1998 and uh, they owe nearly $50,000 in unpaid rent. Uh, they, they were uh, the company was served a written notice of its running balance that was owed back in March. But according to TMZ, that balance was never paid. So uh, rising sun last year after Jason Frank's death said they were going to leave their doors open and co-founder Sam Sprague uh, would keep his legacy alive by continuing to pass along his teachings. They said they would also do something to honor, memorialize JDF, but that hasn't happened. And again, we've said this before, but if you or someone you know is in crisis, call or text 988 and with that, we are going to take a break. Be back with you in a moment. My nephew, like the Power Rangers, and I did this on his birthday where he had all his friends around. They were like, Green Ranger. I said, let me show you the real Sentai. I'm going to show you the episode where Green Ranger actually died. And they were sitting there looking. A couple kids start crying like, no, Green Ranger can't be daddy. And the parents were like, what are you showing our kids? The Anime World Order podcast. Not suitable for children because the truth hurts. Visit us online at www.animeworldorder.com. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm Tyler. And I'm Mason. This is the Dads Are Dorks podcast. As you can tell from the title, we're dads and dorks. Join us as we traverse the multiverse of nerd culture as fathers. We're going to bring on our friends and guests to come hang out with us. And as the Dungeon Master, we'll also be playing games like Who Said It, Batman, or Macho Man Randy Savage. That's right, so make sure you hit that subscribe button today so you never miss an episode. You can find the Dads Are Dorks podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and we are back. Uh, we got one last thing to talk about. You know, we're going to save a you know big topic, all that, for our next uh, full, full episode. Uh, Simon Bennett confirmed in a tweet. Now, it seemed to be kind of pretty much presumed fact, you know, since we know who the next showrunners are. They're not going to wait forever. Uh, 
is this is Simon Bennett's last hurrah showrunner. He said in a tweet in response to a fan, as always, uh, that yes, Twitter generally in a fandom like Power Rangers can be a minefield. I'll try to be polite and respectful, avoiding my tendency to be bad at times. Cosmic Fury is my last hurrah with Power Rangers, and I want it to be given the best possible chance. Um, that was in response to, or in a conversation with uh, a fan on Twitter, uh, in which Simon aimed to counter the pessimism towards uh, towards Cosmic Fury and a lot of like unfounded speculation, negativity, and all that, and you know, telling people to judge Cosmic Fury on its merits and not what they wish had been brought over from Q-Ranger. Um, I think we'll, you know, have a fuller evaluation of Simon's tenure on the show, you know, when it's actually complete. Um, but in general, I wish, you know, at this point in time that he'd spend more time on post-production rather than producing posts. I agree with you. Um, I will always be thankful for everything Simon has done for the show because he really did go above and beyond to ensure Power Rangers to whatever they were facing the challenges at the time still produced a quality product. I do think, though, that in my personal opinion, I hope that he has confidence that Cosmic Fury is going to do fine because I'll be up front and I immediately disregarded it. But my first thought was, is he trying to get ahead of this before the show is released just in case there's any backlash? Um, I don't think so. But that does go fall into the same vein of this is I produce this. So I know what's going on. This is how you should all feel. Uh, watching it, and I, I, it just rubs me the wrong way. Um, for yeah. that, I, I yeah. don't like when authors, artists, whoever, like it's up to person's interpretation. Take out the toxic fandom stuff, sure, absolutely. Like that, there is stuff that's not placed. Toxic fandom stuff is one of those. Well, but... I think, I think you know, we've had showrunners, several showrunners, um, interacting with fans over the years. And fans been like this for 20 years, ever since Doug Sloan was on Ranger Board. And he would duke it out now and then, but he didn't keep it going. He knew when to reel it. I'll put it yeah. that way. You know, and Bruce Kalish, he would slide in just to, you know, without really identifying himself, like slide in and, um, and, you know, say something mean to a fan now and then and dip. But, <laughs> with their burner accounts. <laughs> yeah, he 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 uh like I know what uh, what his username was, but he just was not really, you know, up to participate the way that Doug Sloan was and the way that Simon Bennett is. And, you know, I know he's talked about how, you know, is it's in his DNA going back to when he uh, was a uh director and EP on Outrageous Fortune back in the aughts. But you know, there's a difference between, you know, making a New Zealand primetime drama and making a action science fiction show, uh, you know, that goes outside New Zealand. Um, yeah, I'm not saying that people on the internet are that different here, but that the nature of the fandom is different because it's a different kind of show that reaches a different kind of audience. Um, Correct and and different. Yeah, and so you know, to keep in mind too, it's like different culture too. Because like I always go back to British versus American comedy. British, there could be something that's absolutely a hit, maybe the funniest bit you've ever heard over in Britain lands flat in America, and yeah. th that may not same thing. And there are there are fans who are angrier at him for his behavior on Twitter than he should be. Uh, I think my issue is that he's showing up in people's replies when he's not been summoned. He is yeah. sliding into people's mentions, and that's that's not cool, man. 
Yeah, you know, yeah, I, he's I, actively I, searching. Like, what other showrunner? Name one who does that. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you off air. I I know of several who do that, but it's as the show progressed. But I won't say it on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's just a bit juvenile. Um, it is. It I'm is. Sure we'll, have, um, we'll have we'll have more to say on all that later. Absolutely. Um, it's it's something of you have to accept that there's going to be people who like the art. There are going to be people who do not like it. For every Power Rangers in space, there is going to be an Operation Overdrive. Not, and I'm not saying Operation Overdrive is a single worst. I've seen worse shows out there. Um, but you get my point for it. it. There's going to be shows that are a hit and some that just miss. And that's okay. But you have to accept like it's not because the fans are taking it personally or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So we're going to wind it down for the night. Josh, you said you had something you wanted to talk about. Yes. Uh, thank you. Thank you for reminding me for it. So, guys, if y'all have a quick moment as well, um, it's going to be in the links for the podcast. But if you have any spare change or any um, ways to spread the message, they're in the convention community that I'm a part of. There's an acquaintance that I know named Crackles, um, uh, Crackles Cousins Cosplay. And one of the main cosplayers is having a very, very, very tough time medically right now. She was one of the first people who had long COVID. And the medical bills have racked up. As well as just like still having long debilitating effects from COVID. Um, so if you can, um, definitely spread. Uh, retweet it spread the word for it she needs as much help as she can get if you take a look in the link it's something like fifty-seven thousand dollars of all the medical stuff for it um but she's been sick and she's always been a beloved member in the community um convention for it she's mainly does uh my little pony but we're all under hasbro right it, we're all supporting each other we're all trying to make we, we all get take life one day at a time so if y'all do have a chance again be sure to check out Crackles Cousins Cosplay. Try to donate if you can, or if anything, spread the word for it. Um, it would be very beneficial, and I think she would be very, very appreciative of it. We're all supporting community, and hey, a little uh, help goes a long way. And uh, for me, I'd like to highlight the Entertainment Community Fund, which uh, during the writer's strike is offering emergency assistance to people out of work in the entertainment industry who have bills to pay. Uh, so if you go to the Entertainment Community Fund, formerly known as the Actors Fund, and give, that would be very much appreciated. Uh, so we're going to wrap it up, uh, and we will see you next time. See y'all next time. If you like what you just heard, find us at rangercast.net or look us up in your favorite podcast app. Reach out to us on Twitter or leave a voicemail on our website. The opening theme is by Daniel Park. The ending theme is by me. RangerCast is distributed under Creative Commons license. A tribute and share alike. Uh